This is without your head. And I'm Big Ronnie. And the Greasy Strangler loves without your head. Station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by writer and director Fried Barry, which we both love, and we're going to talk about Ryan Kruger. It's very cool to have you here. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So it's going to be at Fantasia Fest, August 20th through September 2nd. I'm not sure the exact date when uh, Fried Barry plays, but uh, since it is an online festival, do they play separate separate days, or can you? Uh, is it more of an on-demand thing? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think um, uh, I know some festivals do do those uh, separate days, uh, or it's just on the whole time. So, but I think they they also cap the film, so only so many people can watch it throughout you know throughout the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, so it is like a festival then. You know, if you yeah. ticket sell, yeah. you can get there. So FantasiaFilmFestival dot com. Yeah, and both of us when we were watching it, because uh, Trista started watching a little bit before me, and she's just like oh my god this movie and like uh just it blew our minds it's it's crazy yeah it's a uh, it's not the average movie it's a, no it's which a, is the thing that i love about festivals is you see movies that because I, I if someone asked me to explain fried berry or like what kind it's like i don't know how to explain or what genre it is which I like. I like a movie that you can't necessarily explain or say, oh, yeah. it's a romantic That's the comedy thing. It's, or whatever. It has that, you know, it has that horror elements in there. It has the sci-fi elements in there. You know, we have uh, the comedy elements in there. There's a bit of a love story in there. So, it's, yeah, it's a bit, of, a bit of everything. It's just a mash of uh, genres and keeps everybody on their toes while they're watching. Yes. And I can't imagine Fried Berry without – Gary Green as as Fried Berry exactly. as Barry exactly yeah he, that that part was made was made for Gary I mean nobody could have done a better you know performed it better than him it was it was it was meant to be for him and I wanted him from the start and you know even if I got the the best actor in the country to do it it would it wouldn't be the same you know it's I had to I had to build the movie <clears throat> around Gary to 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 make it work. Because Gary's comes from uh, an extra background and he's not a trained actor, so the the process of the movie, the way we made it, was um, you know the, the the whole movie's like improv, and uh, you know as as we went on, we, we you know I basically did a scene breakdown, a brief scene breakdown. This is going to happen. Barry goes there. Barry goes here, and I wrote six pieces of dialogue for six actors, and that's it. So because Gary's not a trained actor, I wanted that clean slate to work with him every single day. 
So when every day on set, he didn't know what, what he was doing until I told him. So I had to work with him very closely and, you know, to get exactly what I wanted and, and, you know, how I wanted it and stuff like that. So I had to work with him very closely, but he gave, you know, 110% every time and he wanted to go for another take and another take. And yeah, it was just, uh, he knew that, uh, as I told him as well, like, this is, this is your shot. This yeah. is your shot to, uh, you know, you're a lead in a film, you know, you're not an extra anymore. And, you know, there's people, you're going to be acting alongside, you know, very well-known South African actors and stuff like that, but don't feel intimidated because I made this film for you. You are, you know, you're the star of this movie and nobody can do it better than you. And you're not here by mistake. You're meant to be here and you deserve every bit of this. And if you listen to me very carefully, like I promise you, people are going to love you. And so far, so good. Everybody, uh, you know, loves uh, Gary's performance in the movie. And he he is Fry Barry. He's not a heroin addict, but he's, he's Fry Barry, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that worked out because that's like a lot of pressure, I think, you know, uh, on someone. It's, it's also encouraging and it could give you a lot of motivation. But uh, some people could, you know, like uh, – could crumble i think under like the pressure like you know this is your show yeah well i, I well i'm a i'm originally an actor myself and then i mm-hmm. and then i went into directing so i've always bounced in between both so I always know how the other person feels on the other side of the uh the other side of the camera so it's always nice like it's like when i'm acting in films and tv and stuff i always get on really well with the director because we just got that like communication level right so for me as a director i love characters and, you know, Gary's not, you know, he wouldn't be good at, with a lot of dialogue. So the thing is, that's why the idea that I came up with, it was the, the right recipe for this film and to do it a certain way for it to, to be very beneficial for his part. Mm-hmm. And with that molding him as we went along and with the character, and he doesn't speak that much or he mimics people. So even if he mimicked somebody and it didn't sound right. It's fine. He's a fucking alien, so it doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> right. So, so it's it just everything worked out right. The recipe, how I wanted it, it just it just worked. You know. Mm-hmm. So you said since it was uh, you know improv, like going in, did you know like I'm going to get enough to make a feature? Because if it's improv, do you know like how long the scene yeah, yeah, is so, going to run? So, yeah, yeah. So ba- basically, how how it worked was I I got the idea and I thought this is it. This this is the film I'm going to make. And, you know, I've got all these other scripts lying around, but I knew when I got the idea, this is the one to make, and this is the one that will make more noise, and this is the one that will people will, will, will probably speak about. So going into it from there, and in three days, I, I wrote a 50% scene breakdown, but very, like I said, very, very brief. It was like, so I had the idea of the story and then it was just like, Barry goes here, Barry goes there, Barry, this happens to Barry or that happens to Barry. So there was no real, you know, real script apart from when we did the odd big scene where, or a lot of dialogue for certain actors. I, you know, wrote the dialogue for those certain actors and, you know, and also kept that loose. But uh, all, all the rest of it, when we were on, you know, in the supermarket scene or whatever, it's like, okay, so he's going to meet this person. He's going to meet that person. He's shopping with his wife. What could happen? What, you know, what could happen, you know, in the scene? So I think it would be funny if his wife's busy shopping and then 
you know, he wanders off or he gets lost. You know, it's like when you're a kid, you go to the supermarket with your mom and then the next thing your mom's not there and, you know, they, they go off and you're just like, oh, shit, where, where are they? And he just goes on his little journey and then he meets, you know, the checkout girl or the guy with the cheese or whatever. And then we just explore those moments in the moments as we're doing it. And then we'll shoot it a certain way and then we'll be like, you know what? It's actually better if we turn this whole thing around and we do this instead. And because I, I mean, to have that freedom and creativity is, is amazing. You don't, you don't really, you know, everything's normally pre-planned, set in stone. You know, the only way a film's going to be different is if, well, you know, once it's written is if the director directs it in a certain way or the actor totally changes on the day and creates something different. So with a film like this, it's great to be in that moment, have the creativity and go, let's do this. Why not? This is fucking funny. Let's, let's, let's do this. So living in that moment and coming up with those gems, you couldn't normally do that in a normal film. And I've got no studio breathing down my neck or somebody say, no, you have to do this. You have to do that. So not having those things, you're totally free to do what you want, which is, which is great. And if it's funny, to me, I'm like, oh, that's funny to me. I, you know, I want to put it in. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know, at the start, I wanted to make, you know, I wanted to make a cult style movie and have those certain elements in the movie to make it like a cult movie. So, you know, and so far, the people that have watched it um, without blowing my own horn, <laughs> but people have said like, oh, cult classic, da, 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 and this and this and this. Uh, which is great, you know, very humble, it's very nice to hear, but it also shows like we did, everybody on set, we all did our job, you know, right. And, and, and that's the thing. And for me, like I'm a big uh, 80s kid, so I love, you know, my 80s horror. And in the film, you've got all those, you know, you've got like Aliens and Terminator and Starman or Explorers uh, or, uh, you know, from the 70s, like uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. So you've got all these references throughout the whole, you know, throughout the whole movie, and um, you know, then some, you know, like ET and um, uh, what's the other, the other Spielberg, for, uh, Close Encounters, and uh, that was seventies. But yeah, so it's got all these, you know, ref references throughout the movie. So all those, you know, horror lovers or like, movie buffs or fanboys, you know, you'll get you, you'll get all that stuff, you know, yeah. within the movie, which is great. <clears throat> That'd be a great double bill, billing, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, followed by Fried Berry. <laughs> follow up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens, <laughs> Richard, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, well, everybody forgets in that movie, he fucking left his wife. He just leaves his wife. He does, and yeah. Goes, and goes on that ship. He's just like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Leaves the kids, leaves the wife. <laughs> so, yeah. So... E.T. never came back either. He just left. <laughs> no, but and, uh, the reverse of that, though, he does. He leaves his yeah, friend yeah. to go back to his family, and yeah. his friend stays with his family instead of going with him. So it's kind of the yeah. reverse of Close Encounters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still pretty yeah. sad if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when Tristan and I are watching, we're in different locations or across country, and we'd be texting each other, oh, my God, this movie, or, you know, you know, she was a little head. She's like, oh, wait till you get to something or other, and then uh, – yeah, well, I try to make the movie very uh, unpredictable. You know, I try to make it, it's one of those movies like you can't sit there and go, you know, I'm just going to go get a drink while you're watching. You know, <laughs> right, right. Like, you, 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 like you constantly have to watch it. Otherwise, you know, you go get a drink, you come back and you go, well, what the, what, how, how did this happen? 
Uh-huh. You know, it's like, well, why are they in a mental asylum now? Or why are they here now? <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those films where, you know, you, you're busy watching, but you're constantly, yeah, you're constantly entertained. I would like to think so. And then that you're watching and you're just on this journey the whole time. And that's why I always describe people. It's like, it's like a, a road movie without a car, but Barry is the car and you just, <laughs> you, know, you meet like these people yeah. and, and you, and you're going along and it's just that wacky, you know, wacky, crazy film that you can't um, kind of predict what's going to happen, but it keeps you, and you know, keeps you interested. But at the same time, I've, when I thought of this idea, I was like, you know, people are, people are going to love it or hate it. And it's one of those things, the people that will love it will really love it. The people that will hate it will fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the, the good thing about that is that the, the people that will hate it will also talk about it a lot because there's so much shit in the movie to yeah, talk about. Yeah, both of I have been telling a lot of, yeah. you know, friends. So, so like, which which, which, is, which is great. So, I mean, you know, and that's why I said the people will love it, love it, the people who hate it will hate it. But, I mean, how many films do we watch that we think are shit or we don't like and there's nothing to talk about? You won't even tell your friend because it's just like, eh, there's, not, there's nothing yeah. to To me, that's the worst about. kind of movie that's just like, you yeah. know, it's like, meh. Yeah. Like, and there's, you, lots there's of nothing you movies. take away from this. I mean, there's lots of those movies. I would rather like, watch a movie I really don't like than a movie I yeah. just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll end up still watching it go, oh, this is fucking crazy or this is terrible. <laughs> and you still, it's just getting worse and worse. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I think there's, that audience will either love it or hate it. And yeah, and I, I, think it's, I think it's that good mix. I think it's that. I mean, we, what, what I've noticed is we've had our target market really love it. And then we've also had people that's not our target market that also really love it. Oh, and it's also something really different. So that's, so that's pretty cool and pretty interesting that it, you know, seeps into, into the, you know, the two kinds of audiences, which is, which is great, you know, which is great that somebody else can appreciate it. But obviously it's not for the faint hearted that some people watch it and be like, nah, that's, uh, that's right. Even though it's not similar, really a movie and tone or anything, but to me, it's uh, sort of the same feeling when I watch a Greasy Strangler because, like, it's a movie I thought everyone would I haven't would seen that really... yet. Oh, really? I, I love it. I, I really and everyone's very it. interesting looking in both movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so somebody, I think about two or three people already mentioned that. And I've been actually been dying to watch it, uh, but I haven't seen it yet. I really, I really want to watch it. Uh, I would, yeah, I would that, highly recommend it. The guy in that movie, well, I only, I only saw the trailer, so it looks crazy. Uh, and I was like, oh, I want to watch, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, get back to us after you see uh, the Greasy Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tristan, do you have a question? I have a question. I'll just extrapolate, I guess, on a couple of things that you're saying. I obviously am a huge fan of this movie. I love this movie. I was texting Neil. Uh, we have so many movies to watch. And he was, I was like, I'm going to watch Fred Berry. And he was like, I'm going to do some other stuff. And then like 10 minutes in, I'm like, this movie's blowing my mind. <laughs> like another 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, so like, I okay, stopped I'm what I was doing. Right I was like, now. oh, I got to go turn it on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So That's we're cool. both very excited about mm-hmm. this film. And, and we've just been telling our friends how much we love it. Oh, we're amazing. Huge fans. Thank you so much. Um, uh, really- and there's nothing better, you know, there's nothing better. I mean, this is my first film. This is, yeah, the first this is my first feature. So, I mean, you know, when, some, when somebody makes the first film, automatically, you know, you say to yourself, uh, you know, it has, to, it has to be good. And that's a fucking understatement. Like, when you make your first feature, it has to be the best thing that you've ever made. Well, what are you doing? 
you know what are you doing so it has to be the best fucking film that you've you know that you've you know piece of footage long form of the best thing that you've ever shot before and i think while we were shooting it um i knew that which was great you know, uh, which because normally, like when I'm on set and I'm busy shooting, I know what I'm getting and I'm excited. Going, oh, okay, cool. We, uh, you know, I'm getting what I want to get out of it. And every day on set, I was just like, shit, this is cool. And even like one of the act, a few of the actors said to me, you know, they would on set they'll be like, dude, there's something special about this movie. And I was like, well, what is it? And I want to know. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, man but there's something really special about it. And I was like, cool. But it, it like, it, it, you know, it interests me that, you know, all these creative people came together and we, we made this movie, but it was, it was just interesting because there was something, I don't know, I, I can't even explain it. There was something on set while we're shooting it. It was just different and it was just, and I, I mean, for South Africa, it's, it's completely out of the norm because we don't make these type of movies here like whatsoever. So it's, it's the first of its kind to come out of uh, South African cinema. That's for sure. Cause over here we make, you know, we make, you know, historic movies and apartheid and, and, um, um, you know, comedies and dramas. So we, we don't, we don't make any films like this. So it's, it's cool that when it came, you know, when we had the festival in South Africa, um, we actually got five nominations and we picked up three awards we got best South African film. So it was very surprising that cause South Africa is quite conservative. So it was, and for, for what the film is, I was like, it could have easily been overlooked, completely overlooked, but it wasn't. And it, I, that was great to know that whoever judged that, you know, cause most people here, we, you know, in the South African industry, they want something new and they want something different. People are fed up of making the same, like, you know, I've lived in South Africa now for for 11, 12 years, and I've always been back and forth. And throughout that whole time, everybody's like, oh, we, we just want something new. We just want something different. And that's people in the industry and not in the industry. So I'm, I'm happy. And it's also like it, when it comes out here, it's again, it's, you know, the, the, there might be a lot of haters, and then I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of people that that I know uh, that will, you know, will will – you know, we'll really like it a lot. Yeah, I actually well, asked, oh, go on, sir. Oh, no, go on. Just go real quick, because I asked a, a friend of mine from uh, South Africa, uh, an actress, and uh, if she, I was like, I know this is probably like asking someone in America if they've worked with any American actor, director, but I was like, do you know, uh, you know, uh, do I know? Do you know Ryan Kruger? And, and right away, she's like, "Oh, he made Fried Berry." Everyone's talk- she hasn't seen it yet, but she was saying that like everyone was talking. Uh, about okay, it. who's who's the actress? Uh, Rain Swart. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, lot yeah, of like uh, horror movies here in the states. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, she, she did a lot of non-horror movies in South Africa. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's nice that yeah. I mean, with the festival run so far, I mean, in Brazil, people were loving it and just going crazy about it online so it's just great and very yeah i don't know how to explain it. it's my first film so it's so it's so nice that people are taking to the film and really really enjoying it and really liking it and saying it's very different and it's they think it's going to be like a cult film and da, 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 and all this so i mean it's yeah it's great it's great to hear those things and yeah, it just fills me with with hope that you know it'll get better and better and people will uh watch this movie and that's the thing when you make a movie you want people to watch it at the end of the day right so. yeah 
And what were you going to say, Trista? Sorry. Oh, not at all. I was going to say, as an actor, I love characters, and I don't get to see people like Gary carrying films as much as I, I'd love to. And, and yeah. I'm, I didn't know if that was maybe just me who's so fascinated by characters or just actors that are so fascinated by characters. But I'm so happy to hear. I think more people want to see more different types of people because yeah. the world is so rich in diversity that way. Yeah. And, and as a director, I love characters. So I, I've worked with a lot of non-actors. I mean, there's an actor that I work with uh, a lot. He's been in like nearly everything that I've done. Uh, a guy called Philip Potts also known as uh, Papa Smith. <laughs> and he's this old guy and he's like, he's, he's really short. He's got this beard. He's, he looks like Papa Smith, but oh, he's not I blue. love him already. <laughs> and that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and, and, and I love characters. And he's so, blue. I mean, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing with Gary. He's, he's got that presence. He's, nobody can look, he, he's unique. He, he, he looks a certain way and nobody looks like him. And that's what makes him great. And that's what makes him different. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm so happy for him that, you know, going from, you know, doing extra work for years and years. And then I've worked with Gary for like 10, 11 years and he's been extra in, you know, in my, in my music videos and stuff. And then his parts got a little bit more featured, a little bit more featured. And then we did the short film and then bam, it's like he was in the feature film. So yeah, it's, it's been a great journey. And, and for Gary, it's such a, it's such an underdog story. You know, it's such a, it's such an underdog story that, you know, he's come from being an extra and came out clean in the end and he's, he's the lead actor. And I think now probably, uh, you know, with this story, like there's so many cool stories about Fry Barry and how we made it and the story of Gary. And I, I think there'll be a lot of extras now in South Africa or other places going, maybe I'll get my shots. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll get somewhere. And it's, it's, uh, I'm happy that I saw something in Gary a long time ago and, when nobody did and nobody would give him that shot because even when he was an extra, you know, he's there in the background and he's just trying to shine and he's just, he just wants to be seen. And, you know, and, and I've always liked him because of his look and he's such a nice guy. He's very humble and it's so great to, to be on this journey with him. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, we did this film together and, you know, he ended up, you know, being Fry Barry again and, and you know, in the, in the whole movie. So, yeah, it was it was a great journey. When you did the short, too. Sorry, it's not oh. just his look. By the way, he deserves a lot of credit as yeah. well. Like he has so much going on behind the eyes. Yeah. Such a tremendous physical actor. Like he yeah. he really um, deserves all of the accolades. I think. Yeah, I know absolutely, and and that's why I said to him from day one. You know, I'm like I knew he was going to do well. I knew, uh, and that's why I'm saying that it's the, he is the movie. You know, he is the movie. Without, without Gary, the movie's nothing. And that's why, that's why I had to, it had to be the right story. I had to make it a certain way. I ha had to work with him very closely to, to get exactly, you know, what I wanted. And, and every day we, he arrived on set, he didn't know what we were doing until I told him what we, was, what we were doing. So I didn't want him to overthink anything. I was like, just listen to my direction. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just to listen. Just only do exactly what I say. Don't, don't uh, you know, go off on one or anything. It's just I had to work with him very closely to mold him as, as we went on. And that's why I'm saying it's all, it's all about that character of that alien and not, you know, not having to speak a lot or, you know, constantly looking around. And, like, the reference I gave him was, you know, was 
you know, one of the references was like Edward Scissorhands. So, I mean, you know, you've got this guy who's like looking around and he's just wobbling about, you know, so there was, you know, there was all these like little things that I just wanted, wanted him to do, but not to, and everything was kind of, you know, quite wacky and overplayed, uh, but at the same time subtle in a way that, you know, he's the alien and, and he would be reacting to this or he'll, or he'll be just constantly like looking around. I mean, there's an alien tourist. I mean, we all know when, we, when somebody says tourist, we all know it's like sometimes it's like a person with a map going, oh, I'm pointing and looking. Right. And that's the thing. It's, you know, it's this, this guy that's an alien tourist and he's just looking around. Everything's yeah. new. He's like a kid. And my right. other, one of my other references was, was Bad Boy Bubby. So Bad Boy Bubby, you know, that was from the 90s. And it was, you know, the story was he grew up in that room and he never went out. And then he came out into the world and everything was like, wow. He only saw, you know, he didn't even watch TV in the room. So when he came out, it was like everything's like, wow, like, you know, a car, this, and the club, and music. So he ex- experienced all that. So, so I looked at certain movies like um, uh, Starman by uh, John Carpenter and Bad Boy Bobby and, you know, and E.T. and all those and just mashed and gelled and, and you know, made my own thing with, you know, like the drug, drug addict alias <laughs> and all that. And, you know, just to try to make something a bit more original and a bit more, uh, you know, uh, crazy. So I didn't want to, you know, take too much from from any anything. But at the same time, you know, as I said, there's so many '80s references in the in the movie of films that I love, and and has been a big you know part of uh, you know growing up and watching watching these watching these films. Uh, the, the the addiction part of the uh, the movie. Do you have any um, personal uh, connection to that? You know, you you personally or so, someone you've known? Uh, no, <laughs> no, and neither does Gary. Okay, well, <laughs> so, so you know, it's just a thing where. I mean, it's like there's a lot of people that w- watched it and said, uh, you know, it's like under the skin meets train spotting or, or stuff like that, you know. And and that's the thing. It's it's um, you know, I, I, you know, I love the. That's what I'm saying. It was finding the right that right character, you know, for the for the movie. And and I think the heroin addict, obviously because of the short, just led into wouldn't it be fun if a heroin addict junkie got abducted by aliens and then his body would still need, you know, still need the, the drugs. But before I made Fry Barry, <clears throat> I got to a point. Uh, so in South Africa, I'm known as a, as a music video director. And I, um, I've come close so many, about four or five times to, to making a movie. And then something always happens and it ends up going away and you're just like, Ugh. And then you get excited again and then it doesn't happen and it fades away. And that's, that's happened quite a few times. And I kind of knew the answer all along that you just got to, sometimes you just got to do it yourself and you just got to make it happen. But at that time in my career, um, I got to a point. So this is about four years ago. I, I, got, I actually got really ill and had an operation on my kidney. Uh, I got sepsis, nearly died. Um, uh, at, the, at the time, I broke up with my girlfriend. Um, my cat nearly uh, had cancer, nearly died. I had to make this medicine for her. It was this whole big thing. And depression kicked in. And I was like heavy in depression. Never been depressed in my whole life ever. I'm like the ambitious, productive person. I'm, I'm always, you know, you know, always working towards something. I'm the guy that everybody asks for advice. And I'm the guy that gives advice. So when I got depressed with all these things, I was just like, I'm, I'm done. 
I'm fucking over. Like I just had enough of everything, and I was just like, I'm done. And I've and I, I realized when I got depressed, I realized that I've never been depressed. I realized that like fuck, I was just down those other times. And mm-hmm. um, when you get depressed, um, it's fucking horrible. It's like the worst fucking thing ever in the world. And I I knew, you know, at the top of my list, what is that one thing that I've you know always wanted to do? And it was to make a film. And then I was just like fuck. I'm going to make a movie. That's my medicine. And that's the only way I know that that can get me out of this uh, state. And a month uh, before shooting Fry Barry, I got that idea. I wrote that scene breakdown, as I said, in three days. I worked with uh, this producer called James C. Williamson. And we produced these experimental films together. And But I only knew him for like two two months. And then on the second month, I rang him out of the blue when I got that idea for Fry Barry and I was like dude I want to make a movie and I want to make it next month and because at that time I also didn't know James that well my producer so we literally just met and but I knew we just got on well and I said listen I want to make a movie I want to make it next month he's like well why do you why do you need to make make it next month and I was like dude if we don't make it next month it's never gonna happen it's just gonna get pushed back postponed I said like I'm making it next month and he was like, have you got a script? And I was like, well, no, because we have to do it in a certain way. And uh, I explained it to him. And I was like, either in or you're out. And he's like, dude, I'm in. And a month later, we were making the movie. <laughs> so that's it. It came about like super quick. And, and what I got out of this was I got my first movie. Uh, I made a uh, James, my producer, ended up being, becoming my best friend. So it, it, it's just crazy how, you know, how things happen. And I mean, like Fry Barry saved my life in so many ways. And I just put everything, everything, all that like fucking pain and tears and, and fucking everything. I just put it all into the movie. So, I mean, and, uh, and I had to be, that's why I've got all these other scripts I could have I done. I could have done, I've got so many other scripts, probably way easier to shoot as well, but it just felt right. And I knew I had to, I had to do something like super, super creative. And, and that's why I knew as soon as I got the idea, I was like, this is it, this this is the one I need to do. And I was very lucky to, you know, to produce this film uh, with uh, James C. Williamson. And yeah, and, you know, and even my, my DP, uh, Gareth Place, uh, we actually went to film school together, but we actually never spoke to each other. And he, he actually came on, like, I think it was three days before shooting. It was like, yeah, three days before shooting, he got on board because our original DP uh, dropped us last minute. And then James was like, "Dude, we're we're, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to shoot this movie with like ten different DOPs." And then it was three days before shooting, and James wanted to reschedule. I was like, "No, dude, this is a fucking test. We're, we're gonna fucking make it like next week." And he goes, "Yeah, but dude, we haven't got a DP." I said, "We'll get a DP." And then we got a DP, and he came on three days before. And then I thought, he, you know, he was only gonna do that like one week of of shooting. But he said, "Listen, dude, I can do a week of shooting." But on the weekend, I'm going away with my girlfriend, so I, I, can't, I can't do any more. And I was like, cool, well, fuck, we're just going to have to get another TP. And then in that week, things went so well. And he's never shot a feature film before. So when it came to like the Friday, I said to him, I was like, dude, do you want to shoot the rest of this movie? And he was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, okay, I will give you the rest of the movie if you don't go away with your girlfriend on the weekend. And he was like, done deal <laughs> I was like tell your girlfriend I said sorry and then that was it he was the DP for the rest of the movie so it was just everything just lined up perfectly and uh, we had a great cast 
great crew and yeah it just it was just magic it was it was just great it was uh and all the people that i work with a lot you know a lot of the actors or hazer that does the music they're all like amazing at what they do so i mean like i'm fans of theirs what they do so you know having them in my film and working with them it's you know it's you know it's not just my work it's 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 their work as well so it's it's awesome to you know to watch these people work that are you know amazing at what they do when you did the short um did that inspire you to want to do the feature or did you know like uh, i want to make this into a feature at some point not really it was, it was crazy because the reason why i made the short was at that time i was i was i was still in like middle fucking depression and the reason why why i made the short was because i wanted to make eight experimentals which will take four years which i'm still making now and fry barry just had to be which just happened to be one of the first ones that i made and the reason why i wanted to make these because obviously when i shoot music videos and stuff like that i can do what i want but at the same time i'm still in a box because this has to get on tv this has to match with the style of the band and the music and all that so i've still got restrictions so when i wanted to make these experimentals it was me doing anything i wanted and there's no rules so when I made Fry Barry the Short, it was just a three-minute experimental film about a junkie that lives in a abandoned building, watching him on his latest hit and his highs and his lows. And that was it. And then with the success of the short, with, uh, you know, we had like 60 official selections around the world and film festivals. We had like 13 wins. And then we started getting all the fan art. So, and I, I, that must have like obviously sparked, you know, uh, something you know, something to, to do with the feature, but it was still, it was still quite earlier on before we actually made, you know, actually thought of the, I actually thought of the idea to do the feature, but I knew I was onto something good because of the fan art. Cause I was like, fuck, if they're doing this for the short and it's so random and fuck, they've got to do it for the feature. So that's what made me go, right, cool. I'm going to, you know, I did think how, how could I turn this three minute experimental that doesn't really have a story Mm-hmm. into a feature and that's why it had to be right it had to be perfect it had to be perfect for gary to be able to do it and to be able to work with him and pull it off so there was all these things and then when i got the idea i was like this is it this this is the idea so it just yeah it just came around at the right time and yeah and like i said it saved, it saved my life and in so many fucking ways it's 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 like ridiculous yeah all of because we love the movie anyway but i think all that story with i you know, you with uh, being depressed and, and Gary, you know, never really having the chance to be in a movie that really adds so much uh, to the film that, you know, even we liked it, you know, without knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's why I like, I always love, I mean, well, like when I sit down and watch a movie, I'm always on like IMDb, just checking, <laughs> you know, checking the, the trivia for the movie as I'm watching. And then you find <laughs> out that, uh, you know, like, you know, you're watching a film and they're like, oh, the two leads hated each other. Or, and you're like, oh, fucking, I thought it was right. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and that's why I think Fry Barry has got a great, you know, even without knowing it, but you know, it's got a great story behind mm-hmm. it. Uh, just how it all came together, came together and the improv and uh, Gary and where I was at the time and to do it. And, you know, I mean, some people sit there and they go, it took us 10 years to, to fucking get funded for this movie and to, to make this film. And then it, without sound stuck up, it was like, 
got the idea. Cool, we're going to shoot it next month. <laughs> and then we shot it for we, – right. we, we did actually shoot for a year and a half. It took a year and a half to shoot. So, uh, so it did take a long time to shoot. Um, but, yeah, it's just funny how, how quick it, it, it happened. And, you know, and, you know, we only shot 28 days within a year and a half. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it just, it just, it just fell into place and it just, we, we just made it happen. And the, the great thing was, it's like me and James sat there like first day and we're like, dude, we're making a movie. I'm like, oh, amazing. How cool is this? Mm -hmm. And then it's like halfway through, I oh, do, we're halfway through the movie. And then it was the <laughs> end of it. Like, we've done the movie. And then the next thing it's like, we're, we're sitting in, uh, in America, in uh, San Jose, at CineQuest, and we're watching the fucking movie at the premiere. So <laughs> it's, it, it just happened like super quick, and yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, it was just like stage one, stage two, stage three, and it just it just jumped. And then now, even now, it's just like you know, it's not out yet. It's still hitting the festivals, and I mean, from now to the end of the year, you know, we've got all these festivals, all these big festivals lined up, and then obviously throughout that time. You know, you got the reviews, people talking about the uh, talking about the movie, people watching it, and then you also have, you know, we, we've got all this like marketing. Let me check out some of the marketing stuff that we've done for Fry Barry. I mean, there's yeah, lots I of, noticed uh, the the condoms recently, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I need the them for for the, my my bookshelf here. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Just just pass me that. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's yeah, so it's all um, so all these like stuff like the Fry Barry condoms. And then we've got other videos coming out, like uh, uh, Sex Education with uh, Fried Barry. Oh, really? And, uh, I'm looking forward yeah, to yeah. this. So, 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 yeah. so, I can so, learn so something, we, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So we've got these Fried Barry. <laughs> I love them, yeah. Studded. Studded. <laughs> For her pleasure, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you some in the post. I don't know how good they are. They might not be that safe. But, I, yeah. I'm going to put them on the... Uh, I, I wouldn't want to use them. I, I, I want to... <laughs> Uh, that's what they all say. Yeah. Even even if you open it, look. Okay, so even if we open it, that's, uh, that's all that. so you've got all the different flavors. <laughs> yeah. I'm also not sure if anyone would want me to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's just I think it's just Gary that's going to use it. He's going to he's going to go out he's going to go out one night and he's going to meet a girl and then he's going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to put I'm just going to put these. So. <laughs> So yeah, so so all the marketing that we're doing and like all these memes and stuff like that, we've still got all these things to come. And we've even got like a like a late '80s, early '90s toy commercial with Fry Barry figures, oh, nice. and all that. Uh, I'm so we've got all that, these, yeah. yeah. So we've got all these cool cool things still to come. And even uh, let me let me show you. I think you can check it here. But yeah, and it's and, and that's what it's just like I love uh, stuff about marketing. And the one thing about the one thing about Fry Barry is that, I mean, with certain movies, you can only market, you know, you can only market films like a certain, you know, a certain way. So, I mean, like when you, let's take, for example, um, I mean, it could be any film. So, I mean, you know, there's certain films that, you know, you have the trailer, you have the making of, maybe it's some promos, but the, the cool with, thing with Fry Barry and the character is that, it's infinite. Like there's so many ideas and I mean, you saw in the movie, like the whiskey ad and stuff like that. There's so many things that you could, that you can do and there's just no rules to the character. So, and that's where like the condom commercial and all these other random things and it's just no rule. So for marketing, it's like a PR person's dream where you can just do all these crazy things and just, and just put it out there because it's, you can't, 
like you can't take the movie too serious because it's just a wacky, crazy, crazy uh, movie. But yeah, we had these these figures made, which is pretty cool. Oh man, those are awesome! Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, this must be so cool for him. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of him on the on the and his and his little figure. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and his condoms. Yeah. And just, you know, <laughs> Maybe not on him, but yeah, yeah. Silver. <laughs> It could be an anatomically correct figure that comes with toy. Yeah, condom. with a condom. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. That might be yeah. Too You're fun, teaching but. kids about <laughs> sex. That's responsible. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, that, like I said, with the marketing. So, f- for example, today I uploaded. Um, I uploaded the condom commercial on Pornhub. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, so we have all that, and then we got like fried Barry bath water and all this crazy shit. So it's just funny, and you just—I mean, some guy's probably whacking off, checking, <laughs> and then like fried Barry comes up with his condoms <laughs> or whatever, or his sex education, uh-huh. how to how to uh, put on a condom or how to, now how to like deep throat yeah. or how he's to scarred for life now. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna make him watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we have to go down every avenue. Uh-huh. I'm just going to look for the angle. So before we know, we're going to have like Fry Barry in like a garden, gardening magazine or something like that. <laughs> you lawn and just get Gary in there somehow. Right. <laughs> you could get every market you can think of. Yeah. All the demos. Exactly. All the key yeah. demos. You gotta get, you or gotta get in home, and, home and gardening. Yeah. All the fucking weird people. you got to get <laughs> to watch it. That's why, like, on Pornhub, you never know. Some guy's probably sitting there going, and then yeah. comes across and goes, I'll check that out. I'll just check that yeah, out. It's like, forget what I'm doing. I'm going to get Forget what I'm doing. I'll just check it. This looks more interesting. <laughs> right? And much more arousing, you know, depending on, on the person. <laughs> but, I mean, right away when I saw the poster, I was like, oh, this is something I, I w- that I need to see. And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, man, this is, like, you know, insane. And then, <laughs> and then sometimes, unfortunately, movies have done that, and then you watch a movie, and it's like, uh-oh, maybe you should have yeah. stayed at a poster or the trailer. But but Fried yeah. Berry. Yeah. But, that, but that's the thing. It, but that's why I would say, like, I love marketing because, I mean, like you said, you get those films that, you know, you have this trailer, and you go, oh, I want to watch that. And then you watch the film and you're just like, oh, fuck, that's just not. <laughs> yeah. like, I, like I remember, um, what was that Matt Damon film, like Downsize? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that trailer and I watched it. And then I watched the film and it was completely, not, like, it just, like the, the, the trailer sold it as a comedy. Mm-hmm. And then it just wasn't that whatsoever. And it was like two and a half hours long or whatever. And it was just, it was just completely different. And... But at the same time, you know, you, you know, you get those films that is good trailer, not good film, or, or you know, or vice versa. It's like the shit trailer, but the movie's really good, and they needed to, you know, re- re-edit the trailer for like marketing purposes. But that's the thing with Fry Bar. You know, I mean, I like trailers that you don't get too much from. I agree. You know, so 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 I mean, I mean, like remember in the eighties, in the eighties, you'd see the trailer and you see the bad guy go ah and blow up, and you're like, well, he fucking dies, doesn't he? So, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so and that's the thing. It's like you know, if you look at the films like, um, uh, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio film? The was it the Re- Revenant? Was it? The oh Revenant? yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that trailer it didn't give anything away, mm-hmm. but you watched it and you thought, I want to watch that movie. And and that's what I wanted to do with Fry Barry is, you know, it's, it just sends you on this journey and you go, fuck, 
I don't know what that is, but I want to watch it. And what you don't get from the trailer or from the poster is it's, it is that, but it's also something totally different as well. So it has the, all those elements in what we're showing off, but it's also completely not what you think. And I mean, if you look at the poster straight away, I, I love the poster uh, guy, uh, brutal posters in uh, Liverpool uh, designed it. And I love that poster. But when you look at that poster, the interesting thing is that it's very striking and it's like, you know, like, you know, it's got that eighties feel and stuff and you're like, fuck that. Like, it's cool. I want to watch it. But what's interesting is that you look at that poster and you think bad guy, you know, you look at that mm-hmm. face yeah. and you go, Oh yeah, he's, it's a, it's a horror or something, but he's, he's definitely a bad guy. And, and that's the cool thing about Barry's character is that when it starts off and you start watching, you think he's a bad guy, you know? And it, you know, in the end it's like, he's actually a fucking nicer person than junkie Barry. You know what I mean? So it's, it's completely the opposite and he starts to help people. And as the movie goes, it's also the tone of the movie and the music where you think, Oh shit, what is he going to do to this person? And then, and then he doesn't do it. So it's, it's interesting how, you know, you can make that audience feel that. And because, I mean, if, you know, as, as actors, we get put into boxes, you know, it's like, okay, you're going to be the killer, the rapist, the bad guy, the mental guy or whatever, you know, and you, it's like me. So when I do acting, I'm like the quirky guy or the bad guy. And, you know, I'm not going to be the love interest. I'm not going to be this, I'm not going to be that. So, and, and that's, that's the cool thing. So when you look at like Gary, he's, you know, he's either going to play, you know, one of those bad guys or one of those things. So, uh, so it's good to to fool that audience and look at it one way and then go, oh, fuck, he's, you know, as the movie goes on, he's like, he's actually not a bad guy. He's actually, he's actually a good guy. And, you know, he helps people on the way. And, he, you know, he's like the, the superhero without his, you know, without the cape, but he's got his, he's got his uniform, which is the, you know, the denim jacket and the, you know, and his, and his jeans. And that's, that's, that's his like his superhero uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed, I think it's a lot because his, his uh, screen presence is, it, when he's alone, he seems very big, like a very big man. And then when he's other people, he's like an average size guy. But I think yeah. it's interesting that he, he comes off much bigger, I think, than, than he is. Yeah, well, it's like in, in the mental asylum. So when he's there, you know, it's, a, it's about the people around him. And, you know, and, you know he's, still, he's listening, he's watching, and he's learning, and then... And then, you know, when they, when they break out, then it's like, he's just along for the journey, you know, mm-hmm. it's about the other guys while they're breaking out, but he's just going along for, for the journey. So it's little things like that, which I think is, is cool. So, you know, we're still, we're, even though we're focusing on the other guys, but we're still watching, you know, this funny character, just like, you know, just, just looking around and <laughs> yeah. watching him, you know, go on the, you know, it's like this little cartoon character and he's just going, going along on this, on this, another journey. Did you do your own editing on the movie? Uh, so I work with uh, my editor, uh, Stephen Dubussy. Uh, so he, I, I work a lot with uh, all my work that I do. Uh, but me and um, my producer, James C. William, Williamson, we, we sat there and we, you know, we, because we, we, we actually should have started cutting as we went along because it took a year and a half, but we, we mm-hmm. didn't. I don't know why we didn't. And then, um, yeah, so we worked on it and then we, we would go sit with my editor and then we work on it, and then we go sit with my editor. So, yeah. Yeah, I just assume you probably did, since you, you know, since 
a lot of it's uh, improv on like on set. You would have to keep that in mind. I think when then when you're well, at least either thing, not this, doing your own, but you'd have to be really hands on. Yeah, no, for sure. But the thing is with me as well is like I shoot for the edit, so I know what I'm going to use. So that's the cool thing. Instead of having like so much footage to look through, and I think I think there's a lot of directors out there that they want to be safe and they go, let's just get this angle. Let's let's just get this other angle. And sometimes you don't need all that shit. And it's just like, if you know what you're trying to tell and you know what's important, you don't need fucking five, six, seven angles. You know, it's sometimes it's like, this is it. It's right here. And we don't need anything more. This, this, this is it. So, I mean, or you cover it from two angles and, and that's it. You know what I mean? So even though it's like, you know, even though it's improv, it's still workshopped right there and then. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'd be on set and be like, okay, let's, Let's try this. So, okay, action. We we'll try that. Okay, cool. So maybe you should say this, and maybe you should do this, and you know, where's the scene going to go from here? Okay, it's going to go there. Okay, so let's try this, and then we try it again, and then we're like, cool. Now we're going to roll one, and then we'll roll one, and then we get what we'll get what we need, and then if we need another angle, we you know we just do it like one more time, and we we take you know either the end bit or the middle bit or what whatever. But I don't. Yeah, the cool thing is I don't overshoot, and I just shoot for the edit, which shaves hours. Hours. Yeah, I would think because even I've not edited a movie, but I've edited like videos I've done with other people, and uh, some people I've done stuff with that they want to just shoot everything, and then you have like six hours of footage for like a half hour thing, and and then sometimes I've just given up. It's like I don't want to wade through all all these hours yeah, exactly. of footage, and, that, and that's why you see the thing is with some editors, you could get you could shoot a scene where. I'm talking to you, you know, you're sitting in front of me and I'm talking to you and you, people want to get it from all different angles and maybe there's a third person. So we've got like fucking 10 different angles. But the thing is, you don't need all those. And like I said, it's what is, what is important about the scene? It's what you're saying and it's what you're saying. We don't need, sometimes you don't need that establishing shot or you just need the one established shot and then everything else is just here. So the thing is with that is that you can take that footage. I mean, I know a lot of directors that take footage and go drop it off at the editor and go make that look cool. And like, I could never do that. I, I need to sit there. And yeah, I would think that'd be very hard. Text. I've always thought and about that. The, yeah. Else and, and that's the thing. Yeah. So, but you also like, you also can tell sometimes when people ha- do have too much footage and they take that footage and they give it to the editor. And now the editor sits there and instead of the editor thinking, Oh, this is, this is it. This is all we need. They go, well, they shot all this footage. I'm going to have to use it. I'm going to have to use it because they shot it all. So they expected me to use it. So I should use all the different angles. And then you watch the film and it's like, it's there, it's here, it's there, it's there. And you don't need all that. And you can tell like why they couldn't around so many times and you don't need, you don't need it. If there's just two people sitting down or it's two people standing up. Why do you need to cover all that footage? It's just everything what you need is on the subject and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I think it's, I think it's that, that worrying case where they're in post and they didn't shoot for the edit and they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? So, uh, so that's the thing. So my mind just like works, over, you know, overworking when I'm on set and I'm just like, okay, I know this is going to cut with this. I know that's going to cut with that. I just need this shot and then we've got everything that I wanted and that's it. And within that, for this type of film, it's also getting those first reactions because if you go again and again, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose that energy and you're going to lose, lose that realness. And especially with the improv, you, sometimes you get those gems and you're like, that's it. That's, that's what it's all about. And there's so many of those that was in the film that just worked and it just happened. And it was just, 
you know, it was just beautiful as, as it happened. We're like, that's it. And, you know, everybody would be sitting there trying not to laugh on set. And we knew that's, that's the take. That's, uh-huh. that, that is the take. So. Yeah. so you mentioned while watching the movie, uh, I think it was at Cinequest in the States. So, uh, you know, how many times have you seen it with an audience? And what was the, the, like the very first time you, you watched Fried Berry with an audience? Um, so that was actually at CineQuest. Um, so we had two screenings at a CineQuest. And yeah, the first screening, uh, yeah, the first screening was great. I mean, we, uh, you know, we, we sat there and it was this, in this independent cinema. And in San Jose at CineQuest, they've, you know, they've got all these different cinemas in town. So it was like all the films were playing at different cinemas. So the first time, you know, we sat there and we watched it. And yeah, we had a full audience there and people were, I mean, there was one guy sitting behind me and he was laughing his head off the whole fucking movie. So it was great. It's just great to see, you know, it's like when you do something, you're like, are they going to get it? Are they going to laugh at those moments that you're supposed to laugh at? And they did. And that's what, and there was some like South African humor here and there. I'm like, they might not get it. And, and me being from England, there's a lot of like English humor in there as well. So, and they just got it. People, people got it. And, and that was like a mixed audience as well, our target market and our non-target market, and they both they both loved it. So it was great to to see you know them laugh at the right moments and and, and you know and just sit there and, and really enjoy it. And uh, and the second screening that we had was uh, it was at a bigger cinema, so it was a bigger screen and it was surround sound. And you know the, the, that was the basically the the festival ended because of um, you know the whole. Uh, cult, uh, Corona nineteen thing, yeah. so then, um, yeah. So we we only had, you know, the the festival stopped on that day, and I had to continue. Like, yeah, I think the continuing next month or something like that. So that was the last day. So we didn't have a full audience. I think by then everybody was like scared and stuff. So we had half an audience, but it was the best that I've seen it on the big screen, uh, on you know, on a bigger, better screen, and with surround sound. So it was awesome to you know to to watch that and, and you know and to, to you know to ex, ex, experience you know experience on on a big screen but what i did realize for the first time because obviously i've seen the film so many times with you know with uh you know during editing and everything like that but what i didn't realize was when we had the first screen and i was sitting there and i was like shit, I didn't realize there was like so much like sex <laughs> and stuff in it in the first uh-huh. half of the movie. So I was sitting there going, just looking around. I, and then the, there was the one scene near the beginning. Uh, I'm going to say with the baby. I'm not going to say anymore. Right. But, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, one couple like walked out. So I was just like, shit. <laughs> and, uh, but, it was also, but it was also funny and people were laughing at them walking out because they were like yeah just, this is just not for them <laughs> uh-huh. and, and um so as it went on i was like oh shit there's still so much more <laughs> to come <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I was good thing they walked out yeah yeah and i was just sitting there thinking shit i don't know how many people's gonna make it <laughs> and watch the rest of the movie um so as time went on i was like nobody walked out and i was saying to myself right, if they get past this bit, they're going to be all right. They're, they're going to make it. And the movie changes from this point on and they're, they're going to stay, but they just got to make it past this one hectic scene. And it was fine. And then it was the same thing when we had the second screen and I was just sitting there looking around, waiting for somebody to move. And, and <laughs> so so it, was, it, was, it was fun to, to watch and, and uh, it was fun to do the, 
Q&A and, you know, how people are perceived it and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love watching or both of us love watching it, but I did, I did think like, imagine like watching this on the big screen and really being immersed in it. Cause uh, uh, yeah, be I, I think I definitely think, uh, you know, as soon as I watched it on the big screen, I was like, fuck people, it's just a different experience. It like, it's, it's so with the music and everything is like, it's so good on the big screen. Like it's, it's, you know, I think there's some films that you just have to see on a, on a big screen instead of, um, and I, to be honest, I didn't even think Fry Barry would be that type of film. But when mm-hmm. it was made, I was like, ah, shit, man, it needs, it needs to be on the big screen. It's just so much, it's so much better. It's so much uh, more enjoyable. So, yeah. Was Gary able to see it on the big screen? Uh, he did, yeah. He, he watched it. So while we're in, uh, while me and James were at CineQuest, uh, Gary was at Rapid Lion in Johannesburg. So that was going on at the same basically like a few days after um, CineQuest. So yeah, he got, he got to watch it on the big screen and he loved it. And it, it was funny because I had, I had a conversation with him the other day and he was like, you know, he, he was, he was like, oh, you know, was, was this scene, did you cut the scene on the movie? Or did you, I'm like, no. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it's like, it was there. And, and uh, so there was, so there were certain scenes that he didn't see because I think he was just sat there and he was so amazed <laughs> I'd, wa- I'd watching himself and thinking about previous scenes that he was missing the present scene while, while he was watching. <laughs> uh, so it was quite interesting. I was like, no, dude, like they didn't cut anything out. That's our file. They're, they're not going to cut anything out. So it was interesting to, uh, for him to, you know, to see, uh, to watch the film and, you know, it must've been great for him, you know, to w- watch the film and to see how, uh, you know, how it all got put together and everything. So, and I mean, James, we want—we actually wanted to be there so much for Gary, just to you know, to see him on that special night. You know, I was more excited about Gary's reaction than anybody else's. So I, I just wanted to see him and be there with him on the, you know, in that moment. And you know, they had the whole red carpet there and everything. So I was, me and James were like, we so badly wanted to be there for Gary and just and, uh, and see him, you know, for this big moment, you know, in his career where he, you know he gets to being a lead in a feature and watches it on the big screen and have all those people wanted to take pictures of him. And yeah, it would have, it would have been, would have been nice. It would have been yeah. awesome. But, and he has all those condoms. So uh, yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> well, the fans come in. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oddly enough on my mother's side, both my uncles, Barry and Gary. Well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird <laughs> connection here. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> we'll cast we'll, we'll them in the next one. <laughs> Fair enough. It'll be hard. They've, not to not be down, but they both passed away, so it'll be a little long. Uh, I'm sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we can do a prequel. We can do a prequel. Right, right, right. We can yeah. Yeah, maybe a seance or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for people, uh, first of all, you should go to FantasiaFilmFestival.com you know, and watch it and watch lots. The, there's like so much content there. It's insane. Uh, the Fantasia this year. And uh, for people who, you know, um, or who they, they just want to find out more about the movie, you know, where would they go to, to find out more about fried there? Uh, you can check out frybarry.com or just type in fried Barry on uh, Facebook and yeah, on, uh, on uh, Instagram and um, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, just type in uh, Ryan Kruger or Fry Barry on, on any of the platforms and it will pop up. 
I mean, yeah, check it out at Fantasia. And then in the UK, it's going to be playing at a Grimfest in uh, Manchester, but also online. But yeah, yeah, we're, and we're playing at uh, uh, Sieges. And yeah, so there's still lots of festivals all around the world still, still to come. Awesome. Well, we were both like really excited when we were watching it because it's so unique and it's a lot of creativity and just it's uh it's fun to watch that kind of and inspiring to watch you know something uh, cool, and just enjoyable so too you know yeah and i'm looking I mean, forward it, to yeah. seeing more things from you yeah maybe we make a number two i don't know <laughs> I, I, I left it i left it on a certain note there just to see uh-huh. see what would happen but uh yeah it will be it'll, it's going to be interesting to see what what people say and people think and uh, maybe there will be number two i don't know very cool uh, uh, it, if I made, yes, definitely. If, if, if I made a number two, it, it will be called deep. Uh, will be called deep fried Barry. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I love it. I'm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome. It's a, really, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and uh, having the interest and enjoying the movie. Like, uh, yeah, it's amazing to hear that. is is great, and it makes me feel that I've done my job to some really good extent that people are loving it and enjoying it. Very cool. All right. Well, you have a good rest of the day. Cool, man. You too, man. Thanks so much, dude. Thank you. Cool. Keep all guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Catch you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. The Tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming